0: Come on, let's give him high praise. Come on, let's magnify him for the God that he is, for the Savior that he is. Hallelujah. Come on, would you praise him right now? I feel him in this place, and I feel the Lord getting ready to do something powerful in this place. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Praise God. This next song that they're going to sing, I, they had it earlier, earlier in the lineup, and I asked them to move it until now. We have someone that has contacted us with a very, very serious need, and this is greater faith. And our tagline for years used to be the place for miracles. And that was not just a slogan. It was because the, the many, many, many miracles. The Lord was just doing miracle after miracle after miracle. And so we had that tagline for so long. Matter of fact, we used to have it on our sign. I wish we still did. But we believe that He is the God of miracles. Amen. And um, praise God. Praise God. The Kaiser's. The Kaisers contacted me this afternoon, and Sister Kaisers' brother's brother-in-law is very, very serious in the hospital, and uh, the family is watching tonight. He's been in the hospital with COVID uh, for five weeks. They put him on a ventilator this past week. His name is Mark Bridge, and uh, we have a picture of Mark, and this is the condition that he is currently in. I don't know how many people around the country, around the world are just like this or have been in this season. I don't know how many in this place need a miracle in this place tonight. But I know that the Lord, He, he is here to answer our prayer. He's here to answer our prayer. Amen. Amen. So we're going to leave the picture up and... You can pray for him while this song is being sung. But I wanted this song to be meaningful for this moment here. And I wanted to take our faith to another level. Somewhere during this song or right after this song, I'm going to ask the Kaisers to come up. She's going to bring her phone up here. We're going to lay hands on the phone. We're going to lay hands on them in place of them. I'm going to ask the ministry to come at some point during the song or after. How many of you know that he is... A God, He is a, a prayer answering God. How many of you know He's big enough? Um, how many of you know He's willing? He's willing to do this. He not only can, but He is. He is willing. Amen. Praise God. So I want you to, I want you to lift your hands, and I want you to let the Lord take you somewhere in the Spirit tonight, not just for this need but for the needs of every person in this house tonight. And I want us to reaffirm to him all over again, Lord, we believe, we believe. With everything in us, we believe. Would you touch him right now? we're going to pray right now. The ministry team is going to lay hands on the phone. Pastor Jackson, I'd like for you to lay hands on Brother Kaiser
0: in the name of Jesus. Father, we rebuke death in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We rebuke COVID in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We bind the spirit of infirmity. Every demonic spirit that's attacking this man's body, We command life to return to him. We speak life into his body. We command death to flee. In Jesus' name, Lord, we need you to speak on behalf of this man. We pray for every family member. We pray that faith would arise. We pray that your power would move. We pray that your anointing would drive out every spirit of the enemy and bring him his body in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus come on lift your hands and let the Lord flow through you right now how many of you know if the Lord said it that it's done in Jesus name in Jesus name oh God you said it and it's done come on the power of the Lord, the Spirit of God can flow through our live stream and touch this family and touch this man. In the name of Jesus, that it's done would you clap your hands unto the Lord and which you lift your voice and shout to God with a voice of triumph come on I wish somebody would rejoice I wish somebody would rejoice somebody needs to dance in advance For what we know he's done. Faith is the evidence. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody praise him. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, come on, let him. is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. When you can't see it with your natural eyes, faith is the evidence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah,
1: hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody shout I believe and you ought to believe for a miracle in your own body and your own life tonight. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. I praise you, Lord God. Why don't you lift your hands one more time and just just thank him, just praise him. He is worthy of praise. God, we have no doubt in our mind. We praise you for the miracle. We thank you for the miracle. Lord, you are worthy. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. My word, I feel Something so powerful in this place tonight. Yes, Lord. Aren't you thankful to be living for the Lord? Aren't you thankful to know what you know and believe what you believe? We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now in spite of that, I am not preaching on the miraculous tonight, but I want to restate a few of the things that I said this morning because repetition is one of the best teachers and I am not trying to just give a testimony, I am trying to Relay something from my spirit that I believe was imparted in my spirit this past week. And this is not something new. But it is something that I have been longing to recapture for a little time. And as I've said this morning, um, the whole pandemic thing and everything that went along with it um, really sifted something out of the spirit of people and we have been trying to find our our footing to go forward and to recapture that that passion it was almost like we were running at breakneck speed and had no doubt where the finish line was and then somebody turned the world off and we've been through one trying season after another uh just trying to get back not not to the norm before covid because i think the world is changed so drastically we're not trying to get back to that norm but we are working arduously to recapture that passion and that zeal that burden for souls and get out of defense mode and protect mode and and wait and see mode and maintenance mode. You understand what I'm saying. And this week was very it was very tiring and exhausting in some ways, but I came home refreshed, with a renewed zeal and a renewed passion. And I'm thankful for the the ministries that have been preaching, and I mentioned them this morning and gave honor to them. And so I won't take too much time tonight, but just to say I appreciate the ministries that have been uh, preaching and ministering across this pulpit in my absence, and quite a number of people have received the Holy Ghost in the, in the last couple of weeks, and I am grateful for it, and we are thankful that we have received a barrage of teaching on doctrine, uh, the new birth, and the oneness of God, and the mighty God in Christ Jesus, and the revelation of the name And uh, some uh, bit of separation from the world, it is what makes us who we are. But we cannot be just apostolic in doctrine. We also have to be apostolic in demonstration. And we have to be apostolic in structure. And the apostolic, the early apostolic church was a soul-winning church. It was a church-planting church. And this morning, I spoke, uh, taught, preached on souls and we have to refocus ourselves and refocus our attention uh, on souls you you can be seated uh, but don't don't lose me here i'm already i'm already headed in the direction that i that i want to go i'm going to show you three short videos here in just a moment i'll tell you about those here in in a minute or two but this is, this is not, I am not up here tonight promoting a ministry arm or department of the United Pentecostal Church. I am not up here um, trying to uh, promote some kind of campaign, um, but we are linked to it in spirit because this is a soul-winning church, and this is a church planting church. Are y'all here? And if we're not doing that, we're not fulfilling our purpose. And as I stated at the end of service today, the reason that some are bored and feel disconnected and feel like this is just mundane and routine and repetitive and over and over and the same people in the same faces is because... We are not getting that release and outflow of that constant harvesting of souls and uh, discipleship and new babies uh, that we have to take care of and teaching Bible studies. We are not in wait and see mode anymore. And I want you to imagine yourself that you lived in a part of, forget just living in a part of the world, let's just say a part of this country uh, where there is no church. Imagine living in a city of 60 or 80 or 100,000 people or a, or a county, a county of hundreds of thousands of people and there's no apostolic church. Imagine that. Imagine that. I can't even think about it. Where where are they going to go? And so that's why that's why we support North American missions, and that's why we take a Christmas for Christ every year. And uh, Brother Clark mentioned move the mission, that is for global missions, but they they also support church planters here in North America. There are church planters here in North America that get grants of fifteen and twenty twenty-five thousand dollars to plant churches from Move the Mission. And there's a lot of other things that it covers, and I don't have time to cover that tonight, but I reached out to our student pastor just a couple of months ago, two or three maybe at the beginning of the summer, and I said Move the Mission is coming up and I'm tired of giving our five and six thousand dollar offerings. We're we're going to do what we need to do to get the offering. And I need you guys and the youth to raise as much money as you can. And we're going to give over $20,000 this year. And I didn't realize when I told him that, that they were going to raise the whole $20,000. They are already north of 20000 Now I'm already I'm already in the in the in the subject topic tonight. I'm already I'm already in the flow tonight. We we are a mission church. We we must be a mission church. And the mission starts with the people that are within arm's length. Your friends and your neighbors and your co-workers and the people that you go to school with, the people that you meet on the street and in the grocery store and at the gas station people that wear masks and people that don't wear masks, people that are vac- vaccinated and people that are not vaccinated. We, we are a mission-minding church, and that's because the book of Acts church was a mission-minded church. And if we cease to become mission-minded and we become, we become maintenance-minded, then the church will, be, will become stale, it will begin to implode, it will begin to shrink and eventually, we will become a museum with relics of what we used to be. And our stories will always be historical and not futuristic. I don't want to be a part of a church like that. Thank you, all nine of you. I don't have to be hollering for you to be excited. I, I don't want to be a part of a stale, dry same people in every service all the time i love you but i also love the lost and so being being mission minded is the person next door and the person across town if you're if you're black it's not just black people it's it's white people speaking it's not just english speaking people but it's latin speaking people and it's French-speaking people, and it's Russian-speaking people, and German-speaking people. Amen. We, we are not yet a truly multicultural church. We have not, we still have not broken the, the mold and the boundaries of, of every culture. And until we do that, we cannot really call ourselves the Book of Acts Church. And... So I realize that there are culture-specific churches. I, I do believe that, that there are culture-specific ministries, and I get that, and I'm not against that. But, but I also believe that, that they can all function and operate under the same umbrella, with the same mission and the same vision uh, that is before them. And I'm thankful to have made as much progress as, as we have made but we have to remember what the vision is. And I, and I know we talk about, and Adam mentioned it this morning uh, when he had the microphone. But yes, we are a 50-congregation church. Faith is the evidence. It's the substance of things hoped for. And so you have to start somewhere. We've, we've learned a lot. We've been challenged a lot. And we have Loose ends to tie up. We have a renovation to finish, but I see light at the end of the tunnel. And we have uh, locations that we have to secure, whether temporary or permanent, for Louisville Central and Jeff Campus. And I'm calling on everybody that's under the umbrella of greater faith to keep your eyes and ears out for opportunities that we could have for our Jeff Campus and for Louisville Central Campus. And we are not going to limit where that has to be. Uh, We just need an open door. We need an open door. And I, I will tell you this. I believe that whatever the enemy has done the last number of decades, whether that's two decades or five decades, to prevent the planting of churches in this metro, I believe that the Lord is bringing that down. And that every obstacle is going to be removed spiritually, politically, organizationally, culturally, territorially. It's coming down. Does anybody believe that? Amen. Without a vision, the people perish. Where there is a vision, there is a devil to resist it. And sometimes the devil works through people. A lot of times he does. And sometimes they dress nice. They don't don't always look like junkyard dogs. Peter rebuked, or Jesus rebuked Peter and called him Satan because he was resisting the will of God. Oh, they're not going to do that to you, Lord. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. Amen. So anything that resists the will of God... Has something satanic behind it. I don't care how you label it. It don't matter. But the Lord is bringing it down because greater is he that is in us. Amen. The Lord, the Lord, all he has to do is have representatives. He's got to have, I sought for a man that would stand in the gap and make up the hedge. And he's got more than a man. He's got men. He's got women in an apostolic church across every campus. And uh, in this season for the last year and a half, we 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 have not been measuring our success or whether we're doing the will of God by the numbers and who dropped off and who's scared to come out of their house and who doesn't show up to church anymore. We're not measuring our fruitfulness and our success by that. The question has been every day, every week, are we currently doing the will of God? And I believe that we have done the will of God to the very best of our ability Every prayer has counted. Every prayer meeting has counted. Every church service has counted. It doesn't matter how many people don't come back or how many people walk away from the church. It matters the quality and the substance and the spirituality of the people that remain in the body of Christ. Amen. And I believe that everybody that's a part of Greater Faith at Large with Hope and LC and Main Campus and Jeff. I believe that every person that's here right now is exactly who the Lord needs to see the vision go forward. Amen. We're going to grow. We're going to have revival. We're going to have a harvest. We're going to win souls. Amen. People are coming out of people are coming out of the prisons. They're coming out of their hell. They're coming out of their addictions. Amen. How many of you believe it? Amen. We are the church. We are the church. We are not the first generation. We're not the first people to go through challenging, challenging times. But the Lord, the Lord is in charge. These are the last days. And as far as everything I've read, there is going to be a groundswell of harvest and revival before the coming of the Lord. And I believe the coming of the Lord is sooner rather than later. I don't know how much sooner, but I but I know the coming of the Lord draweth nigh because he said, When you see all these things to come to pass, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now our timing is not the same as God's timing. We think it's a day, a week, or a month, and he he may think it's a year or five years or ten years. But but I believe it's gonna happen in most of our lifetime. And um and so we we have to be busy about our our Father's business, and and I want I want this burden that the Lord put on this church years ago to plant churches in spite of all of the setbacks that we have seen, not only during this season, but uh, the the campus that is mobile, mobile called Louisville Central. They are uh, the, they have had the moving tabernacle. Set up and take down, set up and take down, set up and take down, set up and take down. Amen. But the man that God has put over that congregation has been faithful, and there are people in that congregation that have been faithful. And at some point, there comes a word to Solomon and not Moses and says, We're going to build a house for my name's sake. Amen. And that doesn't mean we're changing leadership. It just just means that seasons change and times change. Amen. And so they have been, they have been the tabernacle in the wilderness. And uh, they they have been on the march. It feels like they've been going around in circles sometimes, even though they prayed many people through, and there is a strength, there's a galvanizing, there's a growth, there's a maturity. And the saints of greater faith. And I'm thankful for every single one of you that have been faithful to God in your tithes and offering and prayer. and your godliness and holiness and soul winning and small groups. You've been faithful to the Lord. And growth is imminent. Amen. And a location is imminent. I don't know what it looks like. Amen. But I, but I do know this. I do know this. The trial of our faith is more precious than gold, and I know some of you'd say, "I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to be done with the trial." It's, I mean, I appreciate the gold, but I'm, I'm just as gold as I can be right now. I understand that we want the gold without the trial, but the vision, the vision has not changed. COVID has not changed the vision. We will own River Falls Mall. The vision has not changed. Amen. Amen. And I, I am thankful for for everything that uh, God has done at hope to bear witness of what the Lord has done. With the Jacksons and their team at at Hope It is very refreshing It is very rewarding And um, they have a powerful spirit of revival Uh, I'm trying to get them to kind of break out of their shell a little bit They're they're timid and introverted And they barely worship Especially Nigel Uh, Welcome back Amen Where's she at? Oh, Lord. Welcome back. Praise God. But the, but the growth, the growth and the maturity and paying the building off, buying the building and all that kind of, my Lord. Amen. Praise God. And the best is yet to come, of course. And, and so the Lord is doing it everywhere. And I appreciate our, our Jeff team that's been faithful. I said this morning we wouldn't have a Jeff campus and, and i and I said Adam and Jenna and Jaron and Courtney because they run the children and the kids ministry, but we still have people from Jeff campus that come here at two o'clock every Sunday to lead and to take attendance and and to pray with those that show up and to be an encourager and our and our Jeff team has been uh, faithful because we believe in the in the Vision. In all labor, there's profit. In all labor, there is profit. Amen. And, and I want to tell you, I'm, I'm already in the message. We are going to show the videos here in just a moment. They're very short, uh, but, I, but I want you to see this. But, um, but in all labor, there's profit. And every word that has been spoken for the last 20 years, we just celebrated our 20th anniversary, and we're thankful for that. Um, but even before that, Even before that, 55 years, the last 55 years, every message that's been preached from the pulpit, every word that's been spoken, every prophetic utterance that has gone forth is not going to fall to the ground. He said, my word shall not return void. Now think about this. How much word has gone out from this pulpit? Hmm, I feel my help right now. In the last 20 years, how much word has gone out from Hote's pulpit? In the last 12 years, right? 12, 15? What? Okay, 15 years, 16 years. Yeah, 21 years. I don't know. 25 years. My God, it was going out before it ever started. And how how many many words have gone out from Louisville Central pulpit? How many words has this team uh, preached here? And Brother Shelton and Bishop. Born and Mark Morgan and Jeff Morgan and Greg Godwin and David Smith and Morton Buster and you can just go on down. I'm, I'm forgetting Terry Shot. You just go on down. How many? How many words have been spoken, and yet we have not seen the fulfillment of a lot of it. But he said, "My words shall not return void." I believe return. I believe return is on the way. It's gone out. I don't know how far it went out, but it's going to return, and it's not going to return void. His word is coming back with fruit. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We continue to speak it. We continue to say it. You can be seated. We continue to pray it. We continue to thank him for it. Amen. In spite of everything that we see, we believe, we believe, we believe. He breaks every chain. He moves every mountain He rearranges, he sets the pieces on the chessboard, whatever he's got to do. All things work together for the good of them that love God, who are the called according to his purpose. We are the called according to his purpose. I'm really not trying to preach, but I am trying to impart faith into this church here tonight. Amen. We've been knocked down. We're not dismayed. We've been been attacked. We're not discouraged. We're not despondent. We're not unbelievers. We're people of faith. We don't need to see it. We believe it. It's the evidence and the substance. I'm not trying to preach. I'm just trying to get us to remind ourselves what we're a part of. We could be out there, amen, on a ventilator. We could be out there dying of COVID. We could be out there lost in sin. You could still be an alcoholic. You could still be on drugs. You could still be a fornicator. You could still be
0: living in a broken marriage. But the Lord is the heart mender. He's the way maker. He's the healer. He's the lover of my soul. He's the the salvation in my life. He is my everything. Amen. And I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for it.
1: Right at $900,000 has come into this church in 15 months. For a renovation in 15 months, in a, for a renovation, 1.4 million dollars plus sitting in a high-interest yielding account. We've accumulated over 115 thousand dollars in free money interest just by letting our money sit there. Amen. God is positioning us. You can be seated. I'm really not trying to preach. He is. He is positioning us. You are giving. You are giving. We spoke it from. Uh, Bishop was here about three weeks ago. Spirit of the Lord hit. He said something about doubling down there. The Spirit of the Lord hit me. I prophesied doubling of incomes all over the all over this church and every campus. I know at least one happened before, and I couldn't remember who it was. But I told the testimony this morning that Brother Andrew Gluck finished his third interview somewhere about the middle of this week, and they are giving him exactly to the dollar double of his income in his current job. He's got a new job. The Lord's moving him up. In four years, he will be, be completely equitable in the company with a ton of stock in the company. They're going to trickle it out. They're going to give it to him, distribute it to him incrementally, and he is going to be a an equitable stockholder in the company that he he is working for, do not tell me that God cannot do it. He is not a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. And if you have faith, he'll do it for you too. I'm, I'm telling you, there's a doubling coming. There's a doubling coming. LC, you're going to double. Hope, you're going to double. Come on, we're going to double in here. Main campus,
0: we're going to double. Jeff, we're going we're gonna to double. We're going to double in everything we do because we believe in the God of doubling. We believe in the God of blessing. In the name of Jesus, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Ah, uh,
1: I'm not trying to preach. Now, look, guys. If y'all going to run the aisles, don't jog, okay? People like. I'll be 52 Tuesday. Don't make me outrun you, okay? Because I will. <laughs> don't play with me. I'll kick in the afterburners. You'll be like, what just happened? That old guy, he just, he just right past me. I don't know what happened. You can be seated. I'm not trying to preach. I'm not trying to preach. I'm just sending a reminder to us of who we are. It's been long. It's been. There's been some long miles. There's been some hard trials. There's, there's been some discouragement, some head scratching, some bewilderment, some question marks. But we are the church. We're the church. Now, we. Um, I. Um, I have to be honest. I. Shied away. I've I've never been into. Um, I've never had any kind of political aspirations, and I, you know, it's not a lofty position or anything. But I shied away from those top two positions in the district, uh, in the NAM department. Not the top two positions, but the top two positions in the NAM department of director or secretary. And I shied away from it from it for so long, and was content being a sectional director. And I tried to step away this past April um because of all the things i had on my plate and and but i enjoyed doing it i was perfectly willing to continue to do it and we were going to support just like we've always supported but i wanted somebody else to have the opportunity and there was a couple of people that did not feel that that was the time to do that and so i went back in as sectional director only to have a just less than a month or a month or so later uh, get voted in as the NAM secretary that's it's not a big deal it's not it's, you know i can go to heaven without it and um, uh, probably 90% of the district don't even uh, know I'm the NAM secretary, even though they voted for me. And but they won't remember. It's 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 not that huge of a deal. But the reason I say that is because uh, for the first time, it put me in meetings on the national level uh, to be with the directors and NAM secretaries for the 58 United Pentecostal Church districts in North America, from Canada. Uh, to the United States and to be in those meetings Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Very long days starting at 8 o'clock in the morning and going until um, 8, 9 o'clock at night. There was breaks in there and there was meals in there and and all of that kind of stuff. But um, I felt the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, just reviving things in me all over again, because you hear the testimonies of men that were and are church planters, but are now nam directors in their district. And you hear their burden for their district because they came in as missionaries uh, working to plant churches. And uh, now they are the director. And so it's, it's kind of like if you've ever been, if you've ever traveled in ministry and you're at the mercy of the way pastors treat you. Uh, you treat guest ministers as a pastor a whole lot more, uh, a whole lot better a lot of times than somebody that never traveled in ministry. They've always pastored. They never were uh, on the field or anything. And so I listened to those voices that that talked about their challenges and their passion and the, how the Lord spoke to them to go to these cities and how they knew it was God and the vision that they had in the churches that they uh, planted, our National Director North American Missionary uh, Missions, Brother Scott Sistrunk, is uh, out of the same church that uh, the Ladners are out of, my wife was out of, and um, Brother Sistrunk is 54 years old. He and my wife have known each other m- their whole life, pretty much, And uh, but I've never really been connected to him, but the Lord took him from Jackson up to be. Uh, the youth pastor there for Brother Bill Nix. And um, out of that youth ministry uh, came a man by the name of Charles Robinette. He is a man that preaches all over the world, uh, missionary to the German-speaking nations, and now I think he's back in uh, North America and they're doing some things. I don't, I don't know what all the, the scene is now, but uh, he preaches conferences all over the world. He's a powerful man of faith. He's preached here, I believe, On the Sunday he was here, we had 28 God-filled with the Holy Ghost uh, between main campus and Louisville Central. He preached at both campuses. It was when we were at Central High School with Louisville Central. And so out of Brother Sistrunk's ministry came Brother Charles Robinette and other ministries. And he he wasn't the pastor, but he went there as the student pastor, and he very quickly grabbed a hold of the vision of the pastor, who was Brother Bill Nix, and it wasn't Brother Nix, but it was Brother Nix's vision that started the churches. Brother Sistrunk planted seven churches underneath Brother Nix. And he said to me, I said, you weren't the pastor. And he said, no, I wasn't. I said, I didn't know that. And he said, no. He said, God sent me there to fulfill his vision. God gave him the vision. He gave me the passion. And he gave me the the know-how and and whatever else. And. So he is now our National uh, Missions Director, and he's a, a great man of, of passion and faith. And I, as I said this morning, I, I told him, I said, I, I really need you to come to New Albany uh, quick. And he said, well, I, I can probably come after the first of the year, maybe in next year, I said, quicker. And and so he got out the calendar, and we looked at a couple of dates in, in October, November, and we'll narrow that down and try to get him here, and we will look forward to that because I want, I want this conversation to be in front of the church. I, I know it looks like our challenges with Louisville Central and Jeff have been like, well, man, you you got you to gotta get a place for them, and you got to get that off the ground. We're, we're, we're working to do that, but you, you trust me when I tell you uh, that when the Lord does what he's, he's going to do, there's going to be quick increase going to come. I believe that. And, and the Lord has just been galvanizing, and he's been melding things together and maturing, and there is a, a process to all of that. So we're not going to put too many irons in the fire, um, but we are working on these congregations, and we are working on our small groups from Hope to LC uh, to Main Campus. The small groups are, are going wonderful. I know some of you don't quite understand it yet, um, but it's a culture that has to, it has to take hold of the church It can't just be something that we do There is a method to it There's a method to our madness And this is what the Lord told us to do in 2020 uh, We were going to do it by the end of the year anyway But um, COVID kind of accelerated all that The need to have something uh, that, that we can do If the church gets shut down um, and so that kind of accelerated. But, but it has taken hold. I hear great reports every week. And you're always going to have those that don't really understand it. It's not their cup of tea. It's not their favorite thing to do or whatever. But the, the New Testament church went from house to house and fellowship and breaking of bread. This is a fulfillment of one of the five principles of the book of Acts. You cannot be a book of Acts without um, if you're not emulating what they are doing. So, again, we have to be, are y'all here? We have to be apostolic in doctrine, demonstration, structure, and in everything else. And so we are we're working to put all of these elements in play as the Lord directs us to do this. Again, we are not doing small groups because we thought it would be a cool idea to try. It's because we, as uh, pastoral leaders, felt the Lord saying, it's time, it's time for this. And so we don't want this to be groups of 12, 15, 16, and 20 church members just getting together in little clicks. We want this to be a, a mode of, of evangelism and encouragement and bearing one another's burden and, and comforting the feeble. Uh, and we have to have a structure to it. We have to operate by a certain set of rules, and everybody has to operate by those rules. It can't be just chaos when you get together. It can't be just prayer meetings when you get together. It has to. There has to be a structure that we're all functioning in because people are going to move. They're going to move into a different area. They'll join a different small group and things, and we want them to be able to transition from one small group to the next small group uh, and it be seamless and them understand, oh, it's the same structure here. It's the same thing. I don't have to relearn anything. And so we have eight right now, and that's wonderful. Uh, but one day we'll have 25, or or we'll have 50, or we'll have 80, or we'll have 120 small groups all around the metro. And it, it's part of growing bigger and smaller at the same time. So these become fellowship microcosms of the church at large, and they are very, very important. And Some of these small groups in the future, that may be 10 years from now or 20 years from now, if the Lord tarries, uh, but some of these small groups are going to morph into congregations. And, of course, with district approval and uh, all of the going through the proper channels and all that kind of stuff, I don't want anybody to see this on live stream and think we're trying something covert. We are not trying something covert. We we have and we will do things uh, correctly. And ethically, and we will check all the boxes and dot all the I's and cross all the T's and make sure that nobody else is is harmed in the city by what we are doing. Uh, but in homes, uh, to, to be able to gather together and, um, and and to do this in this model is is fantastic. The first video you're going to see, I don't know, does anybody know what time I started? I don't want to keep you here all night. Um, I got one take your time. I've got the other ninety nine percent are silent. that what I wasn't trying to I wasn't trying to just put that out there for that reason. I really did want to know what time I started um, but but I'll try to be as concise as possible the The first video you're gonna see is is sixty seconds long. yeah I mean it's quick you you gotta just capture. The essence of this man's spirit and, and his words. This is Brother Mark Brown started a church in South Dakota um, quite a few years ago. And they only have six churches in South Dakota. They only have six churches in the whole state of South Dakota. The Lord sent Brother Mark Brown there, and he planted a church, and it's a very successful church. He's preached at Youth Congress. He's preached at General Conference. He is a, he is a, a powerful man of God, and uh, I hope to meet him at some point in the future. We cross paths. I don't go seeking those kind of things, but, but um, I love his spirit, and I love what I hear about him. They have just, the, the NAM board in St. Louis this week just approved him to be a circuit rider uh, which is a brand-new ministry that he is going to be going across South Dakota to plant churches one after another. Isn't that powerful? we we got to have revival. So it's, it's just 60 seconds. It just He's just talking briefly about uh, the theme of the general conference service, the NAM service, the general conference, which is going to be Tuesday night, the first week of October. And um, and then the second video you're going to see is also 60 seconds. Uh, and it's by our NAM director, national NAM director, Brother Sistrunk. It'll be 60 seconds. He, he's going to say very similar things to Brother Mark Brown. It's uh, Some of the things they say are identical, uh, but just listen to it closely. And then the third video you're going to see is about three to three and a half minutes long. And his brother, Mike Watts, has been here in years gone by. He and his wife, that came and did some leadership for us and preached for us on Sunday. And uh, it was a powerful weekend. They built a powerful church in Fort Worth, Texas um, that was running about 550 people before COVID. And uh, they've been knocked in the teeth a little bit, but they're still in the mid-400s, single congregation. Uh, brother Mike Watts and his wife went into... Uh, Fort Worth and planted a brand new work. I don't know, uh, 18 or 20 years ago, maybe a little bit more, and it's a it's a thriving work, it's a thriving church, and he is uh, the current NAM director. The last couple of years, they started a new district uh, in the North Texas uh, North Texas district. I know you don't care about that. Texas has five districts in it, Uh, and the North Texas district is fairly new. He's the director. And in the two years he's been director, he's not been allowed to say anything publicly, not because they were trying to just shut down on him. They just, you, you have to place importance on it. And somehow this district conference, they gave him the mic. And, and I want you to see just what happened in a short amount of time. Because I believe that the Lord is moving the church in this direction like never before. And and we have to we have to look beyond the walls of our local congregation, and we have to look unto the fields for they are wide already to harvest, and not just going out and bringing bringing them into our barns, not going out in the field and bringing them into our barns, but planting things out in the field, whether that's a small group or a Bible study, or a congregation preaching point or whatever, um, just. If you would, Sister Brandy, uh, just roll them one after another unless I say something.
2: Jesus said in Mark chapter 1, verse 38, let us go over into the next towns that I may
1: preach there also. This is why Jesus came, he told his disciples,
2: was to go to the next town. Not just to stay in one town and just build one church. But there are neighboring communities, there are neighboring towns that need to have a witness. They need to know this gospel. It's not God's will for there to be towns and communities
0: without an apostolic witness, without an apostolic presence. It
2: is possible to have the presence of a church in every town. The task of North American Missions is to take the gospel to where there is people. Jesus laid it out for the Apostles very clearly in Mark 138 when he said let us go to the next towns that I may preach there also for therefore came I forth. It's not unreasonable for me to ask that every local church in North America should be taking the gospel to the next town, to a nearby city with the intention of starting a church in that city. This year at General Conference, we're asking you, pastor, to raise your hand and say, I will preach in the next town. I will take the gospel to a nearby community, town, or city with the intention of planting a church.
3: On behalf of our North American missions in North Texas district, we say thank you. Thank you, North Texas for a record Christmas for Christ offering of over $103,000 in 2020, to God be the glory. The theme for the 2021 North American mission service at General Conference was made public this week. And the theme is that I may preach there also. From the text scripture, Mark chapter 1, verse 38, and he said unto them, Let us go into the next towns, that I may preach there also, for therefore came I forth. Following the lead of our superintendent, we've identified 10 cities for the next town to hit the mark. There's a mark. Frisco, no church. Carrollton, no church. Richardson, no church. Lewisville, no church. Farmer's Branch, no church. I pray somebody's getting a burden right now. Bedford, no church. Capel, no church. Duncanville, no church. Bishop Foster already spoke for it today. Southlake, no church. Colleyville, no church. I believe we can see 10 churches begin in the next 12 months to hit the mark by the time we get to Summit 2022. That's what I believe gonna happen.
2: If you believe in your heart that God has called you to plant a church. If you believe in your heart as a pastor, God has called you to plant daughter, a daughter church or daughter churches. If you are a minister and you believe that in your future is church planting. If you're a layman and you maybe haven't told a human, maybe not even your own spouse. But in your spirit, you know that God is calling you to be a church planter. I want you to step out of where you are all over this audience, and I want you to come and stand with me in this altar area. Would you do that? I'm going to guess that there's way over a 100 men down here, several ladies here. Pastor, is God talking to you about daughter works or preaching points? You're not looking at our abilities, Lord. You are looking at our availabilities. Yeah. Now, here's what God, I need we are here. I need 10 pastors that'll step up on this platform and say, I'm going to give $10,000 to North Texas District for planting churches. Can't be used for nothing else. Planting churches in North Texas. I need 10. 10 pastors, real quick. 10 pastors. Come on. Hallelujah. Come right on. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. I need three more. There's 8. I need two more. There's 9. There's 10. There's 11. 11 means God wants us to keep going. There's 12. All you $10,000 guys stand there by the organ, will you? How many we got over here? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I just want you to all hear me. We have... You have given tonight what we have received so far, $258,500 toward the planting of new churches. Oh, my Lord. This is the North American revival. This is Texas revival. Yes, 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 yes.
1: Why don't you praise him? Why don't you praise him? You'll be seated for just a moment. When they had found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. And he said unto them, Let us go into the next towns, that I may preach there also, for therefore came I forth. And he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and cast out devils. This service tonight is about churches, it's about the vineyard, it's about souls. If you're going to be a part of the church, maybe you're not the lead person in the pulpit. Maybe you are. Sometimes people get motivated. They see things like this. They may no preparation for ministering. Oh, that's me. I'm going to plant a church. Well, there's a process for it, and it's grueling. It's grinding. There's a lot that goes into it, and there's a lot of preparing from the Lord. But what we do need... Is people that are a part of the church to find what it is you're supposed to be doing. And not to be a bench warmer, not to be the person in the corner, not to be the person that flounders around, never shows up, gets offended every other day. I'm not talking about people with this statement, I'm not talking about people that have been in the church six months or a year, year and a half or whatever. I'm not talking to those people. I'm talking about seasoned people. We, we can't be a bunch of thumb-sucking babies and having to be bottle-fed from the pulpit and from the pastor every other week or every other month, and you're on for six months and you're off for six months. There is a work to do. And if you've not realized it, we're not the greatest church In the apostolic movement, but we're a good church. And you have joined yourself to a church that believes in soul winning, and we don't just believe it for the top five in the church. We believe that every saint of God ought to be winning souls for the kingdom of God. We don't need you talking about winning souls, we need you to win souls. I I said this this morning and i read this scripture there's a bunch of other scriptures i could read i i had about 25 passages or 20 passages of scripture between this morning and tonight that that i wanted to read and i read some of them this morning about soul winning but but the spirit of the lord is moving in this place right now and so i don't i don't want to belabor the point but i just want to remind you of what the scripture said in ezekiel chapter 3 this is bible it's old covenant but it applies to the new covenant as well. And the scripture said, When I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thy hand. Yet if thou warn the wicked and he turn from his wickedness, He turned not from his wickedness nor from his wicked way. He shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Thou hast delivered thy soul. Your soul was saved because you chose to warn the wicked, because you got their blood off of your hands. Again, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die. Because thou hast not given him warning, he shall die in his sin, and his righteousness, which he hath, uh, his righteousness which he hath done shall not be remembered, but his blood will I require at thy hand. I might have read that wrong, but you understand. His blood will I require at thy hand. And I said this morning, I don't know what that means, his blood would, would he required, at our hand, but I don't want to find out. What he did say is, if you will warn the wicked... You will deliver your own soul. I don't want to be lost because I smugly went through life saying I've got the truth. They don't want it. I'm too timid to tell somebody. I'm not that kind of person. I'm not a soul winner. No, you have been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You have been brought out of darkness into this marvelous light. You have been baptized in the only saving name of Jesus Christ for the remission of all your sins. It is incumbent upon you that you open your mouth and you tell somebody about the gospel of Jesus Christ and that you warn them from their error and their wickedness and tell them about the hope of salvation. It's incumbent. We are a church planning church. We are a soul-winning church, and we've got to get back to doing our Father's business. Now, I will say this, and probably a handful of you are going to think that I'm talking right to you and I am talking right to you. But you're not the only ones that I'm talking to. I'm talking to a lot of people. But some of you that know how to teach Bible studies but won't, you're going to stand before God and I promise you, your hands will be dripping with blood. This is not about you. We have a world that is lost around us, and I've said this before. I don't believe the church as a whole. I'm talking about the church worldwide. I don't believe that we have responded the very best way that we could have responded. That's including us. We should have already had all-night prayer meetings. We should have already had prayer chains. We should not have depended on just the handful of people that come through the, the church house, you know, because they're busy too, but apparently they're not as busy as some of you. That cannot make it to the church house to pray. This is not about building up numbers, and this is not about trying to see how big that we can get it, trying to get a name for greater faith. This is not about getting more revenue into the church. I don't do that for any of these reasons. I came to this city for one reason. My wife and I took a 65% cut in pay to come pastor this church for one reason, and that's because the Lord told us to. The Lord pulls you out of the world. This is not about us trying to build a megachurch. This is about us trying to give the gospel to our communities and to preach the gospel in our city and to plant churches where there is no apostolic witness and to teach Bible studies to people that don't know the truth and don't own a Bible. Maybe they have a a Ph.D. in theology, but they they can't figure out up from down. Come on, I'm trying to rally the church tonight, and I'm telling you that God brought you out of the world, and you owe Him something you're in debt to him You have giftings that he
4: desires to use. And it's time to get the Bible study chart back out and dust it off.
0: It's time to get your Bible out and break the bread on a table table in a coffee shop or in a living room to somebody. That's all right. I'll preach to the 40% of the
4: church that's responding right now. We are a church planning church and we are a soul winning church. If we're not doing that, we'll always be bored. We'll be frustrated. We'll be frustrated. Fatigued. We'll be burnt out. We'll be drained. But if we're winning souls, there is a light burst uh, going to come to this church. Uh, you ain't ever seen what God is going to do in your life until you get back to doing your father's business. If you've been struggling lately, why don't you go out and win a soul? If you win a soul, God will release things into your life.
0: Oh, somebody praise him right now.
1: Every person has to be preparing themselves to be the next greeter at another congregation, to be the next keyboard people, prayer player. Where are the people here that have a desire to be a part of the worship team? This young man right here, and I give, I give all the credit to his father for following the will of God. I don't know how many years ago, a lot of years ago, and being led here and buying in and digging in. This man right here is, is not just a man that plays organ and keys. He's not just a man that directs the praise team and the choir. He's, he's not just a man that's all into music. He's a soul winner. He's a witness. He's a daily witness. He's a prayer warrior. She's a prayer warrior. He, he is in it. He's in the kingdom of God. He helps wherever there's a... He's out there on work days. He's, he's hauling debris on work days. He's getting his hands dirty on work days. No. That stuff about, well, this is my little area of ministry. That's not my area of ministry. It's all our area of ministry. This is our church. Started, I don't know how young he was when he started and took over the music at 14 years of age, I think, at Louisville Central and took off. And there's people all over the United Pentecostal Church that don't know me except they know me as Don Don's pastor. And they know you as Dondon's dad. They don't know this man's a beast. And there's people, my phone goes off every week. Hey, would you be so kind to let Dondon come here? We'll let him come there. Let him come there. And I'm trying to protect him from the vultures. And I want him to get a college education. He's 17 years old and I I want him to mature because the hand of God's on him. And Satan would desire to have him that he may sift him as wheat And I'm trying to keep the wrong people out of his life. I wanted to be connected to the right things
0: because it's more than music. This man has a pulpit ministry on his life. And there's a bunch more out there like him. But it ain't going to happen for
4: anybody that just sits on the pew and says, I can't do that. You can do it. I can't win souls. You can win souls. I can't teach about. You can. It's not about ability. It's about availability. It's not whether you can, it's whether you will.
1: We got ministries here on the platform. Josh, uh, Brother Josh, and I know you guys, but Brother Anthony, Brother Cole, and Brother Brian Jackson, Brother Matthew Wilson. This is only the beginning. This is, these are men, young men that. That this man and this woman have raised up. We got women of God over there. We got women of God. We got prayer warriors all over this place. I'm going to tell you something. Some of you over 40 are going to mess around and let the millennials take over this church. I'm not saying that against the millennials or against you. But some of you need to get out of your lazy chair. And you need to get up and get
4: about your father's business again. Because we got some millennials in here. And we got some Generation Z that can't stay out of the, the sanctuary. They can't stay out of the prayer room. They can't stay away from the altar. Wait a minute, you're dividing the church. No, I'm not. You're dividing the church. You're 50 and sliding for home. It's time for you to get up and do something for God. Well, we've already done that. We did that years ago. No, no. Your work for God does not stop when you reach a certain age. Uh, Come on. You're a pillar in the church. You're an elder of the church. Uh, Some of you middle-aged people, it's time to get up and do a work for God.
1: And I'm going to tell you something. And I'm going to tell you something. Working in God's field will handle a lot of your business without you ever having to touch it. You won't ever have to worry about bankruptcy if you're doing his business. You won't ever have to worry about a broken marriage if you're doing his business. Now, you got to pay attention to your marriage. you got to nurture your marriage. Get it? But the Lord will fix a lot of things in your life if you'll be about. But if you're
4: always around sucking your thumb. Well, we don't know what we're going through. Honey, let me tell you something. You don't know what trial is. You don't know what going through hell is. You don't know what fighting devils every day of your life is. Do you stand in this pulpit right here? I'm not here because I got it on easy street. I'm here because I learned a long time ago that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And if I keep doing his business, he'll take care of my business. It's easy. This that I do is easy. Carrying those burdens you're carrying is hard. It'll wear you out. Come on. I'm preaching to a church to remind you that we are a church planning church. And we're a soul winning church. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Campus ministries and small groups and Bible studies and door knocking. You don't don't need me to call 80 people here on a Saturday to knock a door. To put out a flyer to invite somebody to church. Come on. We're mature people of God. I don't have the time to organize every ministry effort in your life. That's what we teach you for. That's what we train you for. And I want to remind you of something. And I said it this morning. Only what you do for Christ will last Some of y'all are going to feel mighty foolish when you turn 80 years old and realize that your time is limited. I'm sorry if there's 80-year-olds in here tonight. But it's just a fact of life. You ain't going to live to 150. You're going to reach a certain age and you're going to realize you don't have too many years ahead of you. And you're going to look back and you're going to realize you spent your whole life trying to stay out of bankruptcy and trying to pay a light bill and trying to keep your your mortgage in- intact and trying to keep your marriage intact and fighting and scratching and clawing and trying to trying to get peace and trying to trying to live for God and I just I just can't do it. You're going to feel mighty foolish when you get to the end of your life and you realize you didn't do anything to invest in the next life. I'm not here to invest in this life. I do invest in this life but that's not what I'm here for. I am preparing for retirement but that's not what I'm here for. I am preparing for the future of this church but that's not what I'm here for. I got to keep my hands in the harvest. I got to keep my feet on the path that God's called
4: me to walk in because in the next life, this life is only 80 or 90 years. But the next life is forever. What I do for Christ is gonna last. What I do for what I don't do for Christ is all wood, hay, and stubble. Can I preach right now? Come on, get up, get up, get up, come on. It's time to get up, it's time to wake up. It's time to quit being selfish, it's time to be about our father's business. Yeah, Amen. Now it's not even.
1: It's not even September yet. It's not even September yet. But I feel the burden, the passion for Christmas of Christ already. I feel it. You can get quiet on me all you want to. I thank God this past year, Pastor Jackson was voted in. He was here at church on Thursday night and they voted him in as a sectional uh, leader, a director on the The Kentucky NAM board. And I believe that's not the end of it. You think that's by accident? The Lord is trying to work all things in favor of people that will carry out His mission. Hope and LC 1 and 2 in Kentucky the last several years in giving it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not about records. We got an award this year. It's the first time that ever happened. We were doing this before we got an award. I don't care about the award. I'm thankful. I'm grateful if any of the Nam leaders are watching. Yeah, thank you for the award. But, but we don't do it for that. I mean, the trophy was pretty and all that kind of stuff. And I got it on the shelf in my office. But we don't do it for that. We're not doing it for bragging rights. I got a friend. We've been friends for decades. He pastors in Alaska, Yukon. They have 25 churches in Alaska, Yukon. 25 churches. 25. And they gave over $400,000 to Christmas for Christ this past year. His church in Anchorage gave nearly $150,000. He was number one in North America. It's not a contest. You understand? When a passion like this gets a hold of somebody. When I watched that video right there. And I know I've got a Mark Brown out there that I can sow into. I know I've I've got somebody that's got boots on the ground that's going to be a circuit rider. Him and his family are going to move across the state of South Dakota over the next 10, 20, 25 years and plant churches. I can't get to South Dakota. The Lord didn't call me to South Dakota, but I can send money to South Dakota. And I can cheer them on. And I can let them know you got a partner with greater faith. We're cheering you on and we're putting our money where
0: our mouth is. We're going over 100000 this year, Christmas for Christ. Do you believe that? And our sewing
1: into that is going to be multiplied into our Metro 50. We are 10,000. It is going to happen. It is going to happen. We want to be part of the heroes of faith and the hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. They won't write our name in the Bible, but they'll write our name in heaven. Do you hear what I'm saying here tonight? So, I'm not trying to be unkind. Say, well, you were. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. I'm trying to remind some of you that you're in a very dangerous place. And I didn't say it. The Word said it. Your hands are dripping with blood. Because somewhere along the way, you stopped caring about souls. We've got to get the blood off of our hands. This is not a manipulation tactic. This is your man of God standing in this pulpit warning you. About something that's going to cause you to be lost. That's what he said. He said if you warn them. It'll save your soul. It'll deliver your soul. Praise God. We need the Lord to. Get a hold of us in this place tonight. This morning. I talked about souls. I didn't even preach. I just talked about souls. And the power of God began to move in that altar this morning. We didn't get out to one o'clock. Because the spirit of the Lord was moving. So Deeply and powerfully There was a move of God in here this morning Now Here's who this altar call is for And I I said the same thing this morning If you stay in your seats You're either disobedient Or You don't care about souls Or you care about souls But you're You're not You're not ready To do anything about it I can't make people Get engaged in the harvest. But this altar call tonight is about people that are ready to move forward and to say, God, I need you to develop me. I've got, are you still with me? I've got eight teenagers, 14 to 18 years old, in a class on Monday nights. Eight of the greatest some of the greatest teenagers I've ever met all eight of them are going to do amazing things for the kingdom of God and they're going to be wildly successful and I'm taking this time because I believe in the next generation and I want to multiply myself into anybody that will sit still long enough to listen I will counsel people about their problems. Please don't lose me right here. I'm waiting on something. I will counsel people about their problems. I will encourage you. I'm not begrudging that. I'm not saying that's not what I'm here for. I'll be here to counsel you. I'll I'll give you the best advice that the Lord gives me to give you. I I will pray for you. I will fast. I will cover you. I'll do everything that a pastor should be. But I'm looking for people beyond that beyond just the normal duties of daily pastoring. I'm looking for people that I can multiply myself into. People that won't just take it as good information and use it maybe someday or not use it at all. Oh, that's good information. No. But people that will listen and respond and move forward in their lives and realize that I don't know everything, but at 52 years old in two more days... That the Lord has brought me through a lot of things The things that I know I do know I know them I don't know everything But the things that I do know I know them And I'm willing to share them with anybody I'm looking for hungry people I'm looking for the next Donnie Bright And Donald Bright I'm looking for the next Grayson Newland I'm looking for the next B.K. Nichols And Brett Clark And Kid Jackson Matthew Wilson And so forth Josh Mc, now I gotta say them all. Josh McKibenson, but I mean all of you, but you know what I'm saying. Anthony Wilson, Brian Jackson, and Brother Cole. I'm looking for the next Josh Sturgeon. I'm looking for the next soul winner. I'm looking for the next prayer warrior. I'm looking for hungry people. I don't know if you hear me tonight. I'm desperate. I, I, I'm sick. I'm sick of vaccines. I'm sick of COVID. I'm sick of pandemics. I'm sick of fake governments i'm i'm sick of it i i am sick of the antichrist i'm 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 tired of lying prophets i'm i'm tired of false teachers i'm i'm sick of it and i'm just i'm just looking for people that are hungry to do something for god that's who this altar call is here tonight for if you don't want that you're welcome to stay in the seats but if you want that and you're hungry i want you to flood out of your seats here tonight and I want you to give your heart to God all over again. And say, God, I, I don't know what you can do through me, but I and I may not be, I, I may not be able, Lord, but I'm available. It's not what I can do, it's what I will do, Lord. And I don't know what I can do, but I know what I'm willing to do. In the name of Jesus, oh Lord, God. And I've got my eyes closed, Lord. But whatever you have to do with people that aren't willing to get involved in the harvest and aren't willing to get involved in kingdom ministry, just do what you got to do with them, Lord. I'm tired of covering lazy people. I'm tired of covering carnal people. I'm tired of covering people that don't care about souls.
0: I care about them, Lord. But I'm tired of wasting my time on people that aren't thankful for what you've done for them in their life and willing to give them to somebody else. I pray, Lord, that you would baptize this church again.
1: I've got my eyes closed. I'm not even looking to see who's coming to the front right now.
0: I'm not even peeking, Lord. I I just want to pray for hungry people in this place tonight. Somebody that will say, God, give me somebody to teach a Bible study to. Give me some door to knock on God. Give me somebody to pray with. Give me somebody to lead to you. Somebody, Lord, to bring to the house of God. Somebody that I can get to the to the baptismal tank. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. I've still got my eyes closed because I want the Lord analyzing this. I'll open them in a minute, but I'm giving everybody an opportunity to say, I'm engaging, I'm connecting. In the name of the Lord. 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 In the name of the Lord Jesus.
1: Oh God, in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord we need you. We need you father. We need you father. Come on. Oh God, I pray that you baptize us with a burden from the Lord. I pray,
0: Lord, that you would help us, Lord, to do your will tonight, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, oh
1: God, your mighty Lord, come on, Greater Faith. I know you prayed this morning. Many of you were not here this morning. I know you prayed this afternoon. I know it's late. I know it's eight twenty. But I'm calling on every saint of God to re engage in kingdom ministry. I'm calling on every child of God to remember what the Lord has done for you and how good he's been to you. You can reach a soul for him, not just one, but many. You
0: can't open your mouth and share the gospel with somebody.
1: Jesus, 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 oh God
0: Oh God, we've got to have you We've got to have you Come on, greater faith, I know you're tired I know you're weary I
1: know you're weary, I know your body's tired I know you've been confused. I know you've been fighting the hell. But if you'll turn your heart over to the Lord Jesus Christ for him to use, somebody needs to say, Lord, will you use my lips, use these lips of clay to warn somebody about the destruction that's coming to their life. In the name of Jesus, oh God, baptize us here whatever campus you're from whatever congregation you belong to I'm admonishing you right now to pray in the Holy Ghost for this one thing God I submit to you because there's gonna be a time you're gonna need me to go with a team of believers to the next town to the next community to the next borough to the next county
0: Lord, there's going to be a time when a clarion call is going to come across this pulpit and the set man of this house is going to tell us we're about to go to the next town and I need you, Lord, to prepare me. That's it. Come on. I want you to find somebody to pray with.
1: I want you to pray one for another. Lord, whatever they're going through, don't let it hinder the ministry. Whatever they're going through, don't let it hinder their
0: calling. In the name of Jesus, oh, Lord God, they have a ministry. Oh, God, put a burden, put your burden on them. That's it. Come on. I feel it right now. Put your burden on them, Father. Put your vision in the...